Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. Are you I, really? Really? Yeah, I know. I understand. Well, we'll make it better. A good morning. Yeah, this is one. <laughs> this is OneRadioNetwork.com. My name is Patrick Timpone, and uh, here we are. Another day in paradise. If you care to join us on the show, we have two ways to do it. 888-663-6386. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. It is 19 August 2022, and we'll be here for a while this morning, tripping the light fandango and talking about all sorts of things. So email patrick at oneradionetwork.com to join the show, or call 888 888- 663-6386, a few minutes after 10 o'clock. Hope you enjoyed uh, the lady that uh, you just saw. She was on a few days ago. Kate Carv- uh, Kate Cavanaugh. Really like this uh, gal. She's up in upstate New York, and her and her husband are doing a whole regenerative farming thing. And I have a place in, in uh, as you probably heard, or maybe heard if you just tuned in, in the Denver area, where they have a butcher shop and they're doing all the grass-fed, grass-finished beef and organ meats and stuff, and they want to expand that out and be able to ship out someday. And, but she was very uh, curious. I read some of her blogs and said, I want to talk to her. And she, she, she dug into this, this incredibly um, poignant idea of, of eating animal food and this soil and how we are all connected to all of them and that these animals are here to give their life for us and I know that seems weird to you know a lot of people who don't want to kill things and I'm not into killing things I don't I don't like I don't kill spiders but I think if you can uh, get into the idea that these in our opinion why these animals are here they give up their lives for us what they do and their soul so they're eternal and if you treat them with respect and feed them grass and uh, you know love them and then they go off into the great beyond and they'll reincarnate to something else uh, just like all souls do who knows maybe they become a horse or um, I don't know maybe they end up being a people someday I don't know how that works totally with um above my pay grade but I do know that they incarnate reincarnate just like dogs and cats and everything does spiders and you and I everything all souls reincarnate recycle so um, to think that it's an evil thing to kill animals I think is just a bit out of balance I understand if you really think that and that's fine um, but we just don't um, I don't think that's the case um, for what that's worth and uh, there's all kinds of evidence that we are seeing more and more with people doing this kind of work. Alan Savory in in Africa, Joe Salatin out there on the East Coast, how these animals um, create more life, <laughs> create more life because they, they break up the soil and they don't, um, they make it less possibility even with a little rain to turn into a desertification, also known as a desert, and then 
the rocks come up and pretty much what has happened here where I live in Dripping Springs, very rocky soil. Um, I would love to have a horse someday, 15 acres I'm blessed to have, but horses wouldn't even do very well here. It's almost like uh, the soil, is it's, it's hard. You can't really grow anything in this soil where we live. You have to do raised beds. And this is because there are no more uh, cows and buffalo uh, on the land, mostly buffalo from 150 years ago when it was just all grassland, just everything. Back in when the Indians were here before the white tooth killed them all. Yeah, I know. Uh, and it just was because the animals break up the soil, they poo, they poop in their pee, and then things just grow. And, and it, it also affects the weather, which is quite fascinating. We know that plants put out, uh, grass puts out carbon dioxide, and, and then this is all goes into the, to the cycle of rains, and uh, why when deserts become deserts, it doesn't rain there very much because the whole cycle is screwed up. Does that make sense? So, you know, the more we have got into this um, factory farming, you know, maybe 50, 100 years ago and start growing rice and corn because we, um, well, we just killed, killed a lot of the meat and we wanted to have stuff stored up and, you know, it was just a, an evolutionary thing where we weren't really thinking about what we were doing, but we thought it'd be the best idea, just like the Egyptians did back when, where they, they started eating a lot of rice uh, and uh, carbs and wheat and stored it in their in their pyramids because uh, they had you know weather conditions that they just wanted to save up and pretty much we humans we were th- we were thinking but not really thinking clearly about what we were doing so we uh, you know we kind of got lazy and said well we'll just grow rice and store that and then we can do whatever we're going to do all day long and it screwed them up and th- their health went downhill it's been proven by uh, you know when they look at these these mummies and daddies, mummies and daddies? Yeah, they look at these mummies and daddies and uh, uh, that they had, uh, you know, heart disease and, and their their arteries got clogged up because of eating all the carbohydrates. So we have, uh, you know, everything that we're doing to ourselves here and all the issues that we have with our health, we have created them because our great-great-grandfathers and great-grandfathers and, and uh, moms and dad, dad, we just went along with the herd, you know, so to speak, even though the herd is gone. So, hmm. uh, which is very interesting when you look at what's going on macro level in the matrix that we don't put a lot of energy into, but it's interesting to look at it because it has uh, some real meaning for the, uh, the parasites uh, that are trying to control us. We're gonna, we're gonna stop calling them elites because they're not really elites. They're really parasitical uh, humans that are put here to help us get stronger. So I'm not criticizing them. I don't want, you know, I don't want to kill them, or I don't want to think they shouldn't be there. They they should be there because they're there so we can grow big and strong. Because if we they weren't there, we would just continue to do the same dumb stuff we've been doing for the last couple hundred or four hundred years, five, you know because we, we don't grow and change unless we have uh, stress against us, which is why we're on Earth. Without stress, without pushback, without uh, conflict, 
without challenges, we don't grow. Uh, the muscle doesn't grow much unless we put stress on it, right? We stress, uh, pressure, uh, resistance, and the muscle grows. Same way it works for the body. Same way it works for the body. And for the heart, for the mind, well, mind, for soul. Uh, mind, never mind, mind. Soul, uh, as we um, enter into more challenges that we don't like, and, you know, and because they're not fun, and we're in this state of consciousness that we feel yow, um, and we we really talk a lot about how to get out of these states of consciousness. That's one of our specialties, because I I just had to learn it over the last twenty thirty years. Otherwise, I was just going to uh, lead a, a life of quiet desperation, and I wasn't going to do it. You know, I just wasn't going to do it, and I don't do it, and I'm not going to do it because why do it if you don't have to? So I had to learn how this stuff all works. It was, well, it was a choice, but I had uh, no choice, really. It's kind of like free will, and God's will is uh, pretty much the same. It's kind of all combined together at some point. So uh, that's why we're having all the challenges that we have. That's why you and I uh, get faced with challenges, and we have to get a little creative and say, okay, what's going on here? And this is pretty much what our show is about, about, or about, about on OneRadioNetwork.com. You can go in, if you want to see the videos on BitChute and YouTube, put in Patrick Timpone, and we also have links. We don't have the, we don't have the link up to YouTube yet on the first front page, but we will get it on, done this weekend because we just got back up on YouTube. We don't put everything up there. We're having to be selective with what we put up. Otherwise, we'll just get censored again and we'll take it all down. But so we managed to um, have one YouTube channel that had about three or four um, podcasts that they didn't know about. That They censored all the other ones. They just dropped the other ones. So you really have to be careful what you talk about. And I can't even say them here, other this, otherwise this, we couldn't put this one up there. But if you use certain words, um, then you'll get censored and they have artificial intelligence that picks up the words. They're getting pretty good at it. So if you say words that you probably know what I mean, um, they'll censor you. So this is what part of the, um, the what we call uh, in, in uh, my spiritual path, the Kali Yuga, K-A-L-I. You can Google that puppy and see what you come up with, Kali Yuga. This is the, and the, um, this is the kind of, in the Iron Age, we have the Golden Age and the Silver and the Copper and the Iron. So this is kind of the worst of the worst. And in the Kali Yuga, there are forces. Uh, his name is Kal, Kali, Kal Niranjan. And this dude, he, he was created by God to kick our ass. Well, kind of, to try to, right, to try to. So that's his job. And so, because, you know, people often email and wax philosophically when you talk to them, and we talk about these things and say, well, why, why doesn't God just, you know, kill the devil? Or just take away all the evil and it'll be all fine. Fine. Well, then, no, that's, that's why we're here, is to see the evil, see whatever you want to call it, Satan, the mind, evil, 
the dark forces, a lot of words for it, the cow we call it, I call it, um, to see it, to see it for what it is, to see that it's separate from us, which it is, and then we get to learn that we are soul and not the evil, so then we can learn more effectively to jump out of the idea that they can hurt us and we change our states of consciousness and we this is how we grow spiritually and we wouldn't do it if they weren't there. Does that make sense? Yeah, pretty much just be sex, drugs, and rock and roll and, and pizza and, you know, black holes of meaningless stuff and, you know, pretty much what most of humanity is doing right now, God love them, because they are caught up in the matrix. They don't understand what we're saying here. Um, so that's what's happening. So then the cow dudes and dudettes, <laughs> they are, um, after all, the low-hanging fruit, and you know what they're doing to them. And then so many of the people um, um, are falling into the, to the trap, and they're afraid, and they're scared, and they're having a hard time, and they're sick, and it's, it's, it's hard to, to see them without crying. But um, our job is to stay strong and to, to, um, to do our job, to do our thing, to get happy, to get healthy, to get um, uh, uh, understand abundance and figure that one out, as we all are, uh, everything. And then, and then, and then maybe they'll, they'll, they'll come to you, your brother or sister or your aunt or your uncle or your, even your significant other and say, man, you're all happy these days. And, well, how are you doing that? And then you can help them. But before that, you just can't. It's, they have, they're in a different state of consciousness and it's just not happening. So I would encourage you and me, and we all learn this, to not to go out and try to save somebody because it's not going to work. You're just going to, you know, not going to work. And you know that. If you've tried to help your mom or your dad get healthier and your brother or your sister or your, your wife or your husband or your girlfriend, yeah. if they're not ready, if they're not willing, if they're not able, if they're not um, open, whatever term you want to use, it's just not going to happen. Right? So you love them, <laughs> you listen to them, you accept them for where they are, and you get strong yourself, and they'll, they'll come around if they want. And if they don't want, well then you still love them because that's our job. Does that make sense? Uh, these are the kind of things we talk about, especially on Friday when it's just you and me and a few uh, questions, comments, uh, uh, you know, think I'm crazy or have some ideas about what we talk about, please do join us because it's, it's, uh, it's fun. Let me see if I can get some emails and we always have plenty of emails to, to dig into, but um, don't be shy and, uh, and, and join us. OneRadioNetwork.com. It is a Friday morning, 22. I have a lot of things. I have my little notes. I just scratch out notes during the week and then come up with something, you know. Okay. Well, l let me dig into a few things why 
I find all these. Um, you know, one one thing when after being involved with this natural healing stuff for, gosh, since the late seventies is when I first become became nutritionally aware and said, "Well, there's something going on here." I remember it was. Uh, uh, it was, uh, I think, in 1978, 1978. You know, and I was just going along in the breeze and along in the breeze, and I think I had just quit smoking a couple years before, so I was beginning to kind of wake up a little and um, smoke for about maybe 10, 15 years. And um can't imagine that. Can you imagine even doing that now? It's just like, it's just like another world, you know? And... Um, I went to, I worked for a radio station and they wanted us to do this kissing booth thing, right? Uh, and sure, whatever. As a radio talk show dude or disc jockey, you did stuff like that because that's what they wanted you to do. They were paying you, so we did it. And it was for a charity and the people gave you so much money to kiss you. So we were kissing people and um, this this really cute, wonderful, lovely girl came up and uh, had a smooch. And um, and there was something we had a little uh, uh, we we had a little connection there with our smooch, and um, she actually hung around a little bit, so I knew that she was kind of interested in getting to know me, which was cool. You know, when you say, "Wow, when a girl that cute wants to get to know you," you know, God's good. So we we got together and we started going out, and she was a really sweet girl, and she was a vegan, right? Total vegan. Uh, just no. Let me see. I think it was just vegetarian. Sorry, I don't know if she was a vegan. It's been a long time ago, forty years, or forty, fifty years. Who knows? And um, so, and she had, she had the most beautiful kind of clear, sparkly blue eyes ever. It was like, you know, you know, like a Paul Newman kind of blue eyes thing, or, or whoever. Um, I don't like boys, but Paul Newman's got good eyes, beautiful eyes, had. And, yeah, and she was she was vegetarian since birth, and her mom or dad were vegetarian, right? And so she talked to me uh, quite a bit about it. She wasn't a, a vegan Nazi or anything and didn't want me to eat meat. I don't even know what I was eating at that time. You know, back before you become nutritionally aware, you don't even think about it. You know, it's not even in, you know, like we do now, we think about, oh, is this good, you know, you just eat, I, you know. You just eat. You just eat whatever, and you drink whatever, and you know. Well, you just don't even think about it. Don't even think about how you feel. Don't, don't you know? You don't even connect anything between drinking too much and feeling terrible the next day. None of that stuff because you're just kind of unconscious, right? This is what um, this is what being unconscious is. Uh, you, you just breeze along in the breeze. Keep doing what we're doing and never really thinking about what we're doing is affecting us, which is what, God love him, most of humanity does today. This is it. And this is why they're sick and having a hard time and why, why we do what we do so maybe we can help them someday. Anyway, so back to the uh, vegetarian girl. I wish I remembered her name. And, and uh, so after hanging out for her a little while, I don't remember how long the, the relationship lasts, but 
you know, being an Italian Scorpio, they don't generally last that long when you're, you know, young and frisky or old and frisky. Either way, it's just the same thing, right? Until you don't really understand the boy-girl thing like I do now. And, uh, you know, the sacredness of it. And um, so I really started thinking about it. I said, wow, can what we eat and I really remember having this conversation with myself. So, does what we eat affect how we look and how we feel? First time I ever asked that question. You know what I mean? 30 years old or something. Is that possible? So I really started asking that question. And, you know, until you ask that question, you never really think about it, as most people don't. Just go to the food store, and God love them, look at them. They got their cart piled up with things that are just very hard on the human body, and they've, they're carrying a lot of weight, and they just don't know. They just don't know. So I started thinking about it, and, um, and that's what really started my journey in natural healing and stuff. And so then throughout all these many years, you can imagine the people that I have come in contact with that have all of these systems that tell you, and you'll see where this is all going, they'll tell you what's wrong with you, right? We've all done it. I've done lots of them blood tests, hair analysis. Um, I was trying to think of the name for this. I think it's kind of Meridian where they, they put these little probes on your fingers and they've got all these fancy machines. Ken Rowley used to talk about them. Um, there's a name for them. Cyto or Cyto. There was a thing I did one time where you, you put your hand in a, in a kind of a mouse thing and it went electronically to some software that some people were doing and it would tell you all the things wrong with you. And it's all nonsense. I don't say it's nonsense. It's, well, I shouldn't say nonsense, but it's just crazy. Because you go in these machines and they find all kinds of stuff, just like they can find all kinds of stuff when you do the 23andMe and all these genetic snips that you say you're, you're permanently... Um, attuned to and this is going to affect you and it's not uh, the genes change all the time uh, you might have a predisposition to something which might be interesting to play with you know like I don't know who knows but if you put a whole lot of weight into it in my opinion you're going to go down black holes that you just need to go down because we change you might come in with a with a snip from grandma or grandpa but if you glob onto the idea that this snip is going to control you, well, then you've bought into, in my opinion, a false paradigm, and you'll go after fixing this snip when you don't need to be. Is just eat good food, think good thoughts, um, drink good water, exercise, and talk to God, and your snips will unsnip. They will. They'll just unsnip. So whenever we try to fix things, it generally makes it worse. Now that's not always the case. You can get creative. People that know how to do this in some cases 
can give you a few little hits of this or that just so you feel better, but it's not going to cure anything. And then you get attached and then you get kind of addicted to taking these things and then you're, you're down the road, which is why we just talk about food once living sources things like what we promote help the body to get back in the balance, help the body to heal without trying to fix something. What else is there? There's kinesiology. Um, you know, these meridian thing, I went, again, hair analysis, blood. And I can't tell you how many thousands and thousands of dollars I've spent on these things and then spent on thousands of dollars of supplements that whoever gave you these tests filled you up with in a plastic bag and said, take this, take this and this and this and this and this and, and then it's going gonna, it's gonna to heal you. Never worked. Never did. It's not how it works. You know, it's like slapping metal against the wall and trying to fix your hormones by taking bioidentical hormones or whatever, getting the testosterone shot in your arm or a BB in your butt to get raise your testosterone or I don't know. And this is all going on in the natural world and they'll fill you up with these vitamins and herbs and stuff and you just you can't fix it like that. The body is such an incredible moving cool thing spiritually, mentally, emotionally going on. It's a one big blob of 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 energy and karma and you start trying to fix stuff by just blobbing this without blobbing that and um, it may help you feel a little bit better for a while but it's it's always a black hole because then what happens when you get too much magnesium or when your body is quits making it or when you get too much copper or you know and then these people say well copper is the problem if you don't have enough copper then you're going to die and then and then whatever but it's going on all over the place and again it's not a criticism of these people I'm just telling you that in my opinion and my experience over the last 40 years it's just not the way to go you can do it if you want but I don't think it's the way to go but I think there's evidence evidence so like uh, like Morley um, Morley Robbins who's saying we're really short on copper, and I think most people are because of dietary things. Absolutely. I don't, I don't doubt it. I think copper is one of the uh, reasons why the hair uh, will get gray early, and mine did, but it's getting darker. But um, like the lady who was on just before us, who we talked to, was I don't even know, not too long ago, Kate uh, Cavanaugh, you eat liver and you get lots of copper. Lots of good copper. Excellent source of copper. Much better than a pill which is made in a lab. You think your body knows what to do with that? Eat it with food. Liver is like amazing. Probably one of the reasons why people do so well when they have some liver a couple times a week. All organ meats have copper. Oysters, and uh, Kate Cavanaugh mentioned oysters. Wow. Cooked or raw, uh, lots of selenium, lots of zinc, B12. And guys, 
for um, sexual vitality, strength, um, testicles. Oysters are like Because there's an old joke, you know, that um, horses have always been said to be uh, an aphrodisiac. Uh, and, and the, the, the uh, you know, regular oysters from the, from the oceans, you know, the little oysters. And the, uh, there's cultures, or even up in, in, the, in, the, in the West where they call them, uh, what do they call the, the oysters from, from Rocky Mountain oysters, from beef, the testicles they eat, and uh, those will those will float your boat, guys. And same way with, uh, I purchased some um, uh, sheep, lamb, or testicles. I haven't eaten them yet, but I'm going to eat them. And they're, they're really, the selenium is essentially, zinc and selenium is essentially what, uh, um, what, um, what ejaculate, what do they call it? Semen is made out of. Did you know that? Hang with me, baby. I'll, sh- I'll show you the way. See, <laughs> Semen is made from mostly selenium and um, and um, zinc. That's the main ingredients in selenium in z- in semen. Um, shiitake mushrooms are loaded up with um, with copper as well. Lobster, another one. Even a little chocolate. Not copper. Chocolate's got copper too. Well, see, that's why you girls like copper. So, if you're into getting a little bit more copper in your body, as we believe is a, probably a good idea, from time to time, um, we think that the food thing is the way to do it. Speaking of, let me grab my props here. Time for show and tell on this uh, Friday morning. I suspect that that most of you guys listening to me right now on this 19th day of August, if you've been around for a while, that you would you would you would enjoy. I'm going to try to keep this as Delicate. I don't know why you have delicate. It's just sex. Uh, you you would enjoy. You would enjoy maybe, and your partner would enjoy maybe having a more full erection, harder, uh, more erect, and more often, and uh, able to sustain it longer. What do you think? Come on, be honest. Yeah, I know. So, so. So there's many ways to do that. Exercise is really good. Eating an animal-based diet is really good. Eating good fats is really good. Um, Not eating carbs so you don't clog up the arteries, the veins in the penis because that inhibits blood flow and the reason the penis gets hard and, and the whole thing is because of blood. That's what it is. It's blood. I know you think it's your your girlfriend or your your wife that's making it, and she does because you're attracted to her, but it's blood. So we know, we don't conjecture, it's not, um, it's not conspiracy theory, 
that that sugar and carbs clog up, clog things up. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um, especially the carbs. Sugar uh, could be a yes, no, maybe. Sometimes sugar can be used to actually heal things. I don't do it. I feel better without it. So um, I'm not going to go there because I can't prove it either way. All I know is for me, and I don't even go near it anymore after uh, carnivore. I just don't. I don't need it. I, I feel better without it. Anyway, but there's many there's many ways around the, the mountain, and there could be good things going on with sugar. It's Adam Bergstrom's writing a whole book on it, so I'm not demonizing sugar. I just know it doesn't work for me. And But I know the carbs, and the, the carbs will, will juice up your... Oh, that's not a good word. Will clog up your arteries and check out metabolic syndrome. The carnivore people we've talked to have a lot of uh, studies and uh, anecdotal studies, and they can really show and prove that these carbs, we just weren't meant to eat them. The corn and the wheat and the rice. Uh, they're just not um, species um, appropriate foods. They just aren't. You know, We ate meat for billions of years. That's all we ate. And then we, whatever, 10,000 years ago, we decided to start eating this stuff. And, you know, our health has declined, I think, ever since. So anyway, um, so you know all the good things to do. So get off the carbs, study any meat, and then um, your libido is going to increase just that. And then we have extracurricular activity, and we've got three of them. And guys, I guarantee you, if you get on these uh, and get on them regularly, that um, everything uh, south of the border is going to be more fun. More fun. It's a nice way to put it, isn't it? And pleasurable. And the three are pure potency pine pollen, which is on sale right now, 20% off. Use promo code RESTORE20 on One Radio Network. 20% off the biggest sale of the year. I'm getting me two of these puppies during the sale, which I think we have another week or so. So get some now. And you'll, you'll like it. You just do it every day. And Daniel tells you to do it in the morning, afternoon, and night, or just in the morning, whichever you prefer if you want it to last longer. There's several uh, pine pollens on his website. As you'll see, if you when you click through One Radio Network and just pick out which one you want, some are more expensive. They just have more of it. So that's number one. Number two, also while you're there, I would get elk velvet antler, it's been used in Chinese medicine and uh, uh, Ayurvedic medicine. Do I have any in there? And I want to hit. I think I used it all. That's all gone. I've got more downstairs. Elk velvet antler with Sir Thrival. Get some of this. Uh, think about it. These elk and mooses, elk, they grow these incredible, <laughs> ant, you know, racks huge and they do it every year they you know you know how much mojo is must be in there right but how much chi think about it it's just like growing another arm or leg every year they drop them they just boom and then they do it again deer do the same thing yeah uh they do deer antler soup in china for sexual vitality all kinds of stuff and this is, goes back thousands of years people knew this 
there's not anything new. You know, they knew uh, the power. And so this comes from a farm-raised elk in uh, New Zealand where um, they don't put a tourniquet on them or give them drugs or knock them out. They just have them watch uh, the news and then they go to sleep. Just kidding. But then they go up and they just gather the velvet, which is some substance, I'm not sure exactly, off of the elk and they make it and, and uh, with alcohol. They put it in myron glass and it's very powerful. So guys, do that number two. Then this puppy, our fave, this is such an incredible product. I, I take this every day as well. And uh, um, this is from Shen Blossom. And uh, it's just herbs, Chinese herbs. So it's all food. So it's not, and it's called Arise. Great name, huh? Arise. And uh, from Shen Blossom. And just look at the ingredients. Go on one radio network. Click on the Shen Blossom link. And find uh, Arise. Put that in the search function. And then read the ingredients. Just read it. And tell me you don't want to buy some. And get some of that. And then guys, you take these three, and you know what, girls? You could take the same three, and you, you, you're you going to have more fun too. Guaranteed. That's it. Take those three, and then, um, you know. And if you don't have a girlfriend, or a wife, or looking for that significant other, take them and they'll help you attract them. Now wait a minute, what do you think? Girls go by smell. They smell you out. Uh, I know that's true, I, I can't explain it, but I know it's true. They go by the smell, and they, you can, they can smell you miles away. And they, they're just like, it, this happens all the time in nature, with the deer, and the, that's how it works. All the animals put out, uh, you know, the, the, the stronger ones, I know this is so cool, the healthier ones, the more um, sexually active ones, they put out a certain smell that's attractive to the female species, because girls kind of deep down um, want to have babies. So, I know. That's why they, you know, that's why they're attracted. Something, some people think they're attracted just because they want to have sex. No, they really deep down want to have babies, but if they don't want to have babies and they just have sex, and that's fine, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's why they're attracted because it's the female species wants to uh, procreate. That's the way it works. So they do this in the wild and they do this here. So girls, they'll smell you out. So don't put on perfume. Don't do that, because then they can't find you. Or cologne. (laughs) Don't put on Old Spice, because then they can't find you. They they smell Old Spice, and probably not going to work well. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. So if you're new here and just joining us on BitChute or One Radio Network or let me find the right button or um, right here or on our podcast on, you'll, as you just heard over the last 
uh, 45 minutes, we talk about a lot of cutting-edge, out-of-the-box things that you're not going to hear a lot of different places. And this is why um, we have the uh, the following that we do. Not a large following. No, no, no. It's I would say more of a boutique following. So we're not um, we're not uh, well. We're just I don't know what we're not. I all I know is what we are. And so if you like what we do and you think it's interesting, I pr- appreciate if you would support us. That'd be great. Be great. Uh, you can you can donate. Send us ten bucks a month or twenty bucks a month. It's really helpful. Uh, there's a lot of expenses just doing the show, and it would be really interesting and grateful if you want to do that. Go to the donation tab. You could sign up for a one-time or a $10 a month deal or 20 if you think it's worth it, um, or and, and or buy some products, and that's how we support what we do. Um, So how are you doing? What do you got going on? You want to talk about something? Anything? You don't have to follow the line of conversation. You can just jump in. 888-663-6386. The lights, the email, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. A lot of you listening on audio this morning, a few on video too. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Quite fun. Quite fun indeed. Um, I'm starting to do some uh, various weights and and uh, um, calisthenics kind of thing. We put a, a hello. <laughs> we hello. Who's calling? Oh, that's my personal phone. We'll let that one go. We, we're starting to uh, um, uh, do some push-ups, and we put a great video on our front page. It's the first video underneath the, the live stream, and it's really interesting. It's a 30-day kind of push-up challenge. This guy's crazy out of control, so I'm doing it. I've only done two days, and it's real powerful. Check it out. Might be something you can do. You don't have to have weights. You can, you can get stronger. And this is good for girls too. It builds up uh, your chest and keeps everything firm and happy up there. Uh, guy's chest, also arms, uh, shoulders, and um, he does it in a way that's uh, quite powerful. He does it to music, and it's something like uh, um, "Up Sally" or this song, uh, "Raise Up Sally," and then you raise up when. He says, raise up Sally. My ceiling fan is blowing my paper. I almost lost him. Let me put a pen on him. Um, raise up Sally. So you raise up, and then it tells you to go down Sally in the song, and then you go down, and then you have to stay down for three, four seconds, five seconds, before the song says, raise up Sally. And believe me, when you're doing a push-up all the way up, and you're doing it properly, and then you go down, you know, a, a parallel to the ground and you hold that puppy for four or five seconds and then you go up. You can't do a lot. I can't do a lot of them. I think the most, I've, I've only done 10. I, di- I did more the first time, like 17, but I figured out because I really didn't follow directions properly. I wasn't, 
I wasn't doing them properly. So when I did them properly, I could only do 10. Uh, but that's fine. And you just work up every time you do them, you'll be able to do more because you're getting stronger, which is what you want, little by little. But then I was talking to a good friend of mine in Australia and other people, but he, he's the one that really confirmed it yesterday. This fellow doing the, the push-ups, um, that you don't want to do it every day. It takes four days. Isn't that crazy? Four days for your body to to uh, to really heal because you, when you're building muscles, you're actually tearing the ligaments a little bit. That's why the muscles built, right? So uh, it takes four days. I got it, four. And then every four days, you do the push-ups again, and then you write down how many you do, if you do them properly, and then you do it every four days and just keep going until the end of time. I don't know. So I'm doing that. So that's fun. And then also my friend in Australia, who I talked to yesterday, that's uh, working on my uh, screenplay with me. He's a director, but a cool guy. And he, he goes to the gym almost every day. So he was telling me about, because I was telling him about the push-ups, and he said, and I, and I said, well, how come you go to the gym every day if, because he said, yeah, four days, that's it. That's what all weightlifters do, even five days. And I said to him last night, well, you go to gym almost every time we talk about the screenplay, and, you know, you're off to the gym right afterwards. He said, that's because I do each muscle group. He said, I do each muscle group each day and then wait, wait four or five days before I do that muscle group again like shoulders or lats or, you know, biceps, um, whatever. See, you know, I didn't think about this stuff like that. Isn't that cool? So I think that's pretty good information for you. If you want to get stronger, you just do one muscle group and then wait four or five days and do the other one. Then you can do your whole body. So every day you're doing something. So I, I have one of those little uh, small kind of exercise machine things where they got all this stuff, which I've had for like five years and never use. Does that, do you think that, yeah, I know. Never use it. So, but now I'm starting, <laughs> five years later, I'm using, isn't that crazy? I've had this thing five years, I think. Never used it. You see, any good teacher like myself is always learning, is always just as bonkers as you are, is always, is just as challenged doing everything as you are. I'm not, I don't put myself out here as some expert on this stuff and I'm perfect for, no way. I mean, I had an exercise machine for five years, you think I know about procrastination or whatever? Five. Anyway, so I did, uh, so I said, well, you know, this is great. I'm going to do lats. So I did lats where you, you got this thing where you, you know what I mean, pull down. And uh, so I, I wrote down how many pounds were on the, on the thing, on the machine, which is pretty cool because you can get, make them heavier. That's why the machines are pretty interesting to have if you use them. And then you count how many and then, and then four or five days later, I'll, I'll see if I can do more or add more weight. So I'm going to do different body parts every day. So I don't know why I'm doing this. 
I do know, but I won't tell you. Um, so, you know, and I've got a lot of miles on this body. I don't feel like it. I feel like I'm, I'm 25. Um, but you, it doesn't matter how many, I don't even like the word time or years because they don't exist. Um, it, let me put it this way. It doesn't matter how many Christmases you have under your belt. That's a good way to say it. I used to say how many revolutions around the sun, but now that I know we don't revolve around the sun, I can't use that one anymore. So, you know, you have to get creative without using the words. And it's important. And I can get into that if you're interested. If you call Neuro-Linguistic Programming, NLP. The words are important. And I'll get into it if you would like to know why by calling or emailing me. Otherwise, I'll just move on my list. So you get to you get to in, participate in the show as well. So uh, my point was: no matter how many Christmases you have under your belt, doesn't matter. It's just a number. Just some numeral that's, that we've tagged on this body. It's just made up. Just made up. You can you can get stronger. You can get healthier. You can heal anything. Uh, the prime key to this is believing what I just said and letting go of any idea. Not letting go but just don't go into that state of consciousness where you say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 55 and there's no way I'm going to, you know, testosterone goes down when I'm 55 and oh my God, and you know, I'll be on, I'll be on some pill, I don't even know what they call it, you know, they give the guys pills. But all of those thoughts, all of those ideas, all of those states of consciousness control exactly what you're going to experience. So just don't go there anymore. Just, Patrick's crazy, but, you know, he looks pretty good, and he uh, sounds pretty good. Sounds like he knows what he's talking about, so maybe I'll try it. I don't want you to put all your trust in me or anything, but maybe I'll try it. What else you got? And then you go online and find some cool things like the push-ups, which we have on the front page, and then get a bar like we have and do the pull-ups. That's one you can do. And then you can just hang like we do. That's one you can do. Um, and then sit-ups, you can do the crunches and you can do those properly without hurting your neck. You don't need weights. You don't need them. Just another, just another toy that you probably won't use anyway. You can do it all right there, and then yoga, and then you're stretching all the time. So you're limbering up and you're building muscle, limbering up, building muscle. And when you build muscle, you just get stronger everywhere with what you think, what you feel, um, your outlook on life, because your body's just kind of going, man, this is okay, what, what, you know, what's going on? Plus girls, guys, girls like muscles. 
And girls, boys like hard bodies, muscles. They just do. It's just attractive, and that's why we get attractive to attractive people because they look healthy, and they 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 um they exude health and vitality and juiciness. That's why we're attracted to them. It's just it's just in our hardwire. <laughs> it's in our brain. I don't know. It's in our mind. It's in our heart. We just are. You know. You don't have to apologize for it. It's not, you know, misogynistic or anything. It's just the way it is. Hello. That was, that was interesting. It's just the way it is. All right. Uh, where are we? Oh, it's 11 o'clock already. Okay. I've had some in my inbox here I've been wanting to get to. Let's see what I can find real quickly here. Does, it, does what you eat matter in yoga from Dallas? Not the city of Dallas, but... Dallas, Dallas. Does what you eat matter in yoga? Well, um... Oh, what you eat matters in everything, right? Matters what, uh, you know, how your body deals with the nutrition that you're putting in there. Um, personally, I'm stronger eating a carnivore diet than I ever was eating carbs and sugar and starches. And when you're stronger, um, it certainly, I haven't found that it it impedes flexibility. I actually think it makes it easier because you have more chi, more prana, more energy, more focus, more motivation to get on the old mat and stretch. So, yeah, I think it, I think a carnivore diet would probably be uh, better than a vegetarian diet. Personally, what I have experienced in my life for yoga. Now, a lot of yogis, they just say, no, no, eating meat's bad, now, go to India, Killing a cow is bad. That's to drink the milk and do yoga. And let them do that. So you can do it both ways. Uh, I don't think it matters. Um, as long as a vegetarian, vegan diet works for you and you're doing good and everything's good south of the border and you're happy and you do all your work and, and you're, you're fulfilling your dreams, it doesn't matter what you eat. God doesn't care. <laughs> but God cares what you eat. Not the last time I checked. So just, you know, what? if you can do your goals, do your thing. You know. Have the patience and the focus and the patience is the number one to have the kind of relationship you want and need with your Sig other, short for significant, and your children and your parents. If you've got that going on, and but if you don't, then you could play with your diet to see if you could get stronger spiritually and emotionally. It's all a spiritual thing, but you know it plays into it. If you're not feeling good, because you're really not 
dialed in on the food that's the best for you, um, it's harder to focus and to have compassion because it takes internal spiritual strength to just not try to, okay, and listen to somebody and understand what what they want and understand what they need rather than trying to to fix them. Make sense? Okay. Makes sense to me, but you know, a lot of things make sense to me. Hmm. Here's a lady that uh, experienced acute tinnitus, tinnitus, however you say it. You know, that's the the ear thing. Um, ENTs, which is ear, nose, and throat, all said they've never had patients with such intensity, sometimes in both ears. Even shamans ayahuasca to help alleviate this torturous sound causing hearing loss as well. But the emotional body is certainly inflamed from this. Yeah. You know, sometimes these sounds are are really spiritual experiences. And um, so I would encourage you, Ellen, to maybe stop thinking about them as being terrible, even though they may sound, and maybe let go of that idea and start to get quieter and quieter and kind of get into the sound and see what it is. You know, it could be God talking to you, trying to wake you up. So, putting my leg up here. So in my opinion, if we look at something as being bad, which right now you are, and I understand that you are because you don't like it the way it sounds, and then you go online and say that's bad and you do that, um, it, it makes it more, much more difficult to understand what's going on because you've categorized it into something separate from you and saying that's bad. And I want to get rid of it. But it's not separate from you because we know uh, in the soul, mind, body paradigm, it is you. You know, the disease is us. <laughs> you know, it is. It's these, this energy uh, coagulation that people call, I don't know, breast lumps or cancer or, or heart disease and all that stuff. It's just energy that we've created through our spiritual a life and what we believe to be true, our state of consciousness. So it is us. So to get mad at it or to want to fix it or, you know, manipulate it or to get rid of it or to cut it out is just, in my opinion, really uh, the wrong way to go. And it just doesn't end well. Because if you don't understand the whole thing, how it works, like I do, um, you chase your tail and it'll make it worse. Look at all the millions of people, God love them, that day after day, 
get diagnosed with cancer, do chemo, get sick and throw up, feel terrible, and most of them die. Oh, he just didn't make it. He fought cancer for years, or two years. Some of them don't. I know a a very good dear friend of mine that was diagnosed with cancer maybe, I don't know, 30 years ago, and did the chemo thing, but she did a limited thing, but she was very spiritually evolved, and um, she knew during the experience that it wasn't the right thing, but she went through it, and then she really understood the lesson there, that it wasn't the right way, but she made it through because she really got it and didn't didn't try to continually defy it and let it go and it, it went away. But most people uh, don't have that state of consciousness and they just continue to believe that it's bad and you gotta cut it out, just like the doctors do. And they don't understand cancer. They just don't. Most doctors don't understand any of this stuff with the body. And again, not a criticism, but how could they? They're not taught it. How could they? The pharmaceutical companies run the the medical schools. They write the curriculum, for goodness sake. Doctors are just entrapped in a, a paradigm that's just wrong. Sorry. Now, there's some there's some really cool um, adaptive medicine surgeries that can go on to save people that are in dire straits because they get so far down the road there's nothing else to do. I mean, if a tumor gets blocking your colon and you can't poop, well, sometimes you got to cut it out. I mean, so I, I'm not dogmatic about surgery and, and, you know, certainly you get in a car crash, these people can put you together like nobody else and, you know, uh, so there's a lot of good stuff that goes on in uh, the medical model so it's not all just wacko but most of it's wacko so I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. so tell I think I would I would look at the idea if you start thinking about the, the sound is not bad maybe it's good maybe it it, it is an imbalance in the body and the only way you're ever going to really figure it out is to go into it. And the more you go into it, the less it's going to bother you because you'll realize and maybe the less um, annoying it, it'll be. And maybe it'll, maybe it'll go away. I don't know. I did that with um, everything. I did that with sciatica twice. I did it with uh, the great colon reset I went to. I did it with the heartburn and I eventually just all went away and I learned how I created it spiritually and I didn't do it with um, from the outside in. I did it from the inside out, which is how I learned all this stuff. And I, I don't want to do it again, but it was pretty much my, my path the last 15 years. Into the pain. This idea of separation is where we 
where we get lost, where we feel like we're separate from something, separate from another person, separate from God, separate from anything, separate from the trees and separate from the cows. We're not. And when we feel separate, when we when we buy into the separation thing, then we buy into the, the that the pain is separate separate from us and we don't want it, and then we're the ones creating the pain. So when we go into it, we're really uh, loving ourselves, which is where all the action is.